Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another and uh, special Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we're going to keep it really casual. Um, We didn't plan anything just because this is kind of our, uh, not goodbye, but see you later episode. Um, Something that we did want to stress, which Eric had brought up to me, so I figured we'd do it at the beginning and at the end. Uh, This isn't necessarily the end all for Paratruth Radio. We are going to try and start doing some episodes monthly, Um, but uh, for right now, we're taking a break. Not really sure how long of a break just yet, but we're going to be taking a break. But we're going to be releasing monthly episodes as soon as we get into a groove with the new podcast um, right in the pickle barrel, if we haven't announced that yet. Um, So make sure you're checking that podcast out as soon as it's released. We're working very, very hard to make sure it's up by the beginning of October, and we're going to be working on our social medias for that getting a good launch going and all that stuff so stay tuned for that but um yeah this is going to be a pretty interesting episode and i hope it's a memorable one for you guys so how did you want to start um man i I mean there's so many places we can go with this (laughs) you know i mean i feel like one let's start with like some reminiscing reminiscing right because we've been doing this paratruth for uh nine years now and we've had a number of different episodes that have been really great and so this past week i was actually on a film set with lean cuisine and i was wearing my my ptr t-shirt so i had multiple crew members coming up to me asking me what ptr was because they didn't know about this but Turns out, you know, on the back, it says Paratruth Radio. And they're like, what's Paratruth Radio? Sounds like something paranormal. Uh, And so I told them a little bit, just a quick elevator pitch. And they're amazed. They can't wait to listen because they love the paranormal and certain aspects of it. Witchcraft in particular for one of them, aliens for another. Uh, But one of the questions that my uh, art director, who was on the set, had asked me was whether or not, or not whether or not, but what is the best episode like what is the number one episode on ptr and it took me a moment because i was like wow we've had a lot of episodes that are just really phenomenal especially when we have our guests on so i think right now i just want to take a quick moment to kind of get your thoughts on what you think is maybe one of or maybe even the top three best episodes of ptr in your opinion huh um now, are we going like our personal favorite or like best downloaded? 
No, personal favorite. Let's go with personal personal favorite. favorite. Yeah. Um. I, I think stuff one. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my all time favorites is the goat man mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the title. Cryptid or devil's reject. Is that what it was? I think actually it was something like that. I'm actually trying to search it real quick. <clears throat> um, just because we had not covered it at that point, and it was something of folklore close to a place where we've visit had visited before, and then eventually got to go to the trellis, one of the trellises that this creature is supposedly uh, haunting or, or visiting or whatever right. it is that it's doing. Right. Uh, um. And that episode was History of the Goatman, Elusive Cryptid, or Devil's Reject. Um, so you're right, mostly. Um, we actually <laughs> yeah, had two a couple ep- words that I missed out of that. <laughs> we actually had two episodes, though, because there was another uh, episode that we did in 20... 20- that was 2016, by the way, but we did another episode two years ago, uh, June 21st, 2021, called The Goatman, Cryptid or Deformed Spirit, uh, which I actually forgot about that episode, but that was another one. That was kind of our... We're going through like a revisitation with some of our older episodes uh, when we did that one. Uh, The original one I I liked because, I mean, the revisit's great, but it's like we've talked about about the reason we're kind of stepping away, at least for a while, is, I mean, we revisited it. It was probably not too much different than what we originally came out with, except for a couple of nuances here and there. Um, And then... Was that before or after our investigation? That would have uh that would have been before because okay. we went to the, on the investigation in October of 2021. Okay. And I don't think we ever really released anything on that because we didn't I mean there was nothing really there that we could see, but we didn't go in the dark. We went during the day, and you're right. you know, you're really not up allowed up on the trellis. Unless you we, sneak in. We tried. We considered it. Yeah. <laughs> the gate was wide open. So like we right. could have done it. But I mean, uh, there just would have been no one around to bail us out. Was the issue Right. <laughs> if we got busted. It'd be hard to call my wife and be like, yeah, can you wire us $3,000? We were trespassing for yeah. investigation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of there's any others um i guess the only other one that comes to my mind is the uh the roanoke island mm. the the missing colony of roanoke island mm-hmm. episode that one, that one was a lot of fun as well that was a good one uh we had a lot a big discussion on that because there's so many different theories behind roanoke and one of them is the idea of a wendigo uh, that may have ravaged the town. Another is perhaps a werewolf-like creature, because down in that same in that same area, there happens to be various legends of dogmen uh, around Roanoke. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, I think we also considered possible UFO abductions because these people disappeared without a trace. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
other than, of course, you know, the more scientific aspect of it, which is a hurricane came in and just wiped everybody out. But that's that is fun. That's the other three. Yeah. And then uh, I was trying to think of a guest. Uh, the the one that I always remember is Ben Radford talking about the Chupacabra, which I've brought up mm-hmm. on one of the past couple episodes. Um, or I'm sorry, the one that we brought up with Cat uh, on Paranormal Heart, which if you guys are listening to this, um, we did in kind of a beginnings and endings. That's the name of the episode with Cat from uh, Paranormal Heart. So make sure you check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are top three in my mind. Okay. I mean, those are good top three. Those are pretty solid. I know that Goatman is actually, I think, number two on our list of the top three highest rated episodes too, or the highest listened to. The Roanoke one was really high too. Was it? So yeah. maybe it's, maybe that's number three. Two, I, three our top three downloads was mm-hmm. the Roanoke, the, um, the goat man and the Salem witch trials. Those were right. the top three ever. Yeah. Fantastic. Just fantastic. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, of course, my my number one is the Salem Witch Trial. So that was uh, the title of that was uh, America, uh, the birth of American communism, or say, sorry, Salem Witch Trials. I think uh, the birth of American communism, something like that. Uh, but that was a really fun discussion, and I actually listened to that last year uh, as I was working out. Usually I listen to music, but I thought a podcast, you know, why not? Uh, wasn't the best workout, if I recall, because I was too focused on the podcast and not just like getting my head in the pump game, you know. Uh, but no, that was a lot of fun. And it was this just this discussion as to whether or not uh, the the quote unquote witches who were put to death during the Salem witch trials were actually whether or not they were actually witches or if it was some sort of uh, communism that was happening there where People were trying to use fear in order to lead the village. Uh, and of course, we know there has been uh, witch trials throughout the Northeast uh, mm-hmm. of the United States, but Salem is the most prominent. It's the most famous. Uh, right around the same time, there was also some happening down in the southwestern area of the same state, um, even in like Virginia and uh, West Virginia, things like that. But yeah, Salem was definitely the most famous of them. The second episode I think that I really, really enjoyed was, of course, anything with our werewolves, but in particular, an episode called Spiritual Cryptids, uh, Spiritual Lycanthropy. So this was during a series in which we were talking about spiritual cryptids and how these cryptids may manifest in a spiritual form as opposed to a physical form. Because a lot of the information that we have on cryptids, uh, especially things like the Bigfoot, the Dogman, Werewolf, even Chupacabra, we don't have any solid evidence. We have photos, we have some videos, but a mm. lot of it is just word of mouth. And even in these photos and videos, everything's so blurry that there's some discussion or debate as to whether or not these beings, these creatures, may be spiritual or a newer idea is that they might be extraterrestrial and therefore capable of manipulating our camera frequencies and things like that uh, to prevent us from getting a good solid photo or video evidence on top of that these creatures tend to show up and then disappear super fast without much explanation and without much noise so 
we did this whole discussion on spiritual cryptids, and that was a lot of fun because we not only used various sources to try to back up those claims or ideas, but we just kind of played with it and used our own perspectives on how these creatures may indeed be spiritual in nature. Uh, the final one, though, for me, I think, and it's a tough one. This is a tough call for me, but I think it may be the, um, oh, what is it called? The Galactic Federation episode that we did. Mm. Uh, who I forget. I got to look up her name real quick. Unless you remember it offhand. Um not coming to me i know it starts with an e but i can't remember i can't remember her name uh elena dannon yeah and that was the episode uh, galactic federation of worlds uh and this is somebody who had stated that she has had experiences with extraterrestri- extraterrestrials since she was like a little girl and that up until today she's been taking multiple flights on alien spacecraft throughout the universe uh even have had the opportunity to fly spacecraft on her own uh, but that during these times she has been introduced to a grand number of extraterrestrial races some of which are good some of which are evil and how there's kind of this battle for humanity in a way and almost like a conspiracy among the extraterrestrials themselves who don't want humanity to know about them uh but in like i guess in a first person sense but are using other people humans to kind of push the information out and it sounds weird but it's very similar to uh really any religion that has ever existed but most obvious of course and most prominent would be the christian religion in which god doesn't come forth to each person and say hey here i am but he uses people right Mm-hmm. His his uh, uh, servants, if you call them that, or children, uh, who will go out and preach the gospel. And so, according to Elena, uh, she's doing the same thing, and these extraterrestrials are doing the same thing. They are abducting people, uh, in this case, Elena, and then having her proclaim the the news that these aliens do indeed exist. They're out there, and there's going to be a time in which they kind of make themselves known to the world, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, that was a good episode. Um, one that you have brought up a couple of times with evolution 2.0. That was also a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Yeah. I, I guess those are the only ones that really stuck stick out to me. And that's not to say any of the other ones oh, aren't yeah, good. Because right. there's I, I could rattle off a ton of great episodes, but those are just the top three for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of great guests, a lot of great um topics. Uh we've kind of gone the gambit from one extreme to another, as uh we talked about between ourselves and even with Kat, you know, for a while we were doing the debate thing. Then we kind of swung the other way where it was more um, faith-based and uh, that was just due to certain things going on at the time, um, persuasions. And then we've kind of gone back the opposite way and have settled more on a medium path. And it's just been 
it's been great having so many different people on to talk about so different perspectives. Oh yeah, for sure. The the perspectives, I think, what make Paratruth uh, prominent in the paranormal world because we're not coming from just one opinion. You know, we're bringing on people who have different views, different opinions on everything that we talk about, uh, and we really leave it up to our listeners to to decide for themselves what they want to believe, don't want to believe, etc. The evidence, you know, you, you need to look at the evidence, weigh the weigh it, and figure out what's what you think is real and what isn't what's just you know myth and legend if you will right yeah um well since we're reminiscing um i did have a couple of our close friends send a few recorded messages and uh, we're gonna play them here for you guys and it's gonna be kind of a bittersweet thing so here we go Oh, hold up. Before you do it, you we're just yeah. doing one at a time, right? And yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. One okay. at a time. I wasn't sure if you like put them all together in nope. one go. Okay. <laughs> one at a time. All right. Here we go. Justin and Eric, I cannot believe that Paratruth Radio is coming to a close. I am so sad. I absolutely love the show. I've always loved the show. And I have a personal investment. I'm biased because it's sort of how I met you guys and uh, became friends with you. And I don't know, it's just, you know, I look to your shows for that extra oomph with anything spiritual. And, you know, I don't even have a favorite episode because I love them all. But I, I'd say my, my favorites were like the Halloween ones where you would touch on different topics in one episode or when you guys had um, a bunch of people on and group discussions, those are always fun. And of course the ones I was on too, that was, they were pretty cool. So, but, um, but you know, I absolutely loved your show because you know, you did your research and, and you guys applied your personalities to the show. You were so down to earth and, and you knew what you were talking about, you know, and then you had the comedy, you were supposed so funny sometimes and just by being you. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's like I'm saying goodbye, like like you guys are moving out of my house or something. Um, but at least I can go back and listen to all the old episodes. I like that. So, you know, I'll probably just have to stalk you that way. But I'm excited to see you're both on to bigger and better things. Well, maybe not better. I don't know, because Paratruth is pretty high up there. But, um, you know, anything you guys do is absolutely creative and amazing, and I enjoy. So... Thank you both for all the info, the laughs, and the motivation to open our minds and explore the unknown. And that was Heidi Linden from uh, way back when uh, Talk Supernatural. She's actually doing a different show now or working on getting a different show going. So we will probably be visiting with her at some point on her new show mm-hmm. and Heidi funny sometimes I feel we're, we're funny all the time we're a riot <laughs> um, when, I, when I'm in a bad mood I just turn on PTR <laughs> uh, Heidi has become a very close friend to us along with the other two that sent us messages and I I can't believe how many friends we've made through just doing this podcast mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, it's insane. And, you know, we, we've had friends who stuck around from the beginning. We've had friends who are in for a season, uh, but they've all 
shed light for us in, in our journey. They've all uh, ha- have really helped us to grow in our understanding of the paranormal. And I, I think without the, the friends that we did make, uh, whether they're still around or not, <clears throat> we we wouldn't quite be where we are today, you know? So definitely thank you, Heidi, uh, for sharing your thoughts. And, you know, it is coming to a close mostly, but hopefully we will be doing an episode a month uh, coming up here at some point. For sure. All right, next one. Hey everyone, Kat Ward here, host of Paranormal Hurt Podcast. You know, it's hard for me to believe that Eric and Justin are retiring Paratruth Radio. They've been a part of my life for so many years and I've enjoyed listening to their shows. I started out as a fan and I am greatly honored to say it's turned into a great friendship over the years. It's difficult for me to say which is my favorite part of the show. I've loved their Christmas and Halloween specials where they talk about various creatures and traditions of the seasons. They've put so much research into educating us on so many topics. But I think for me, I'd have to say my favorite episode was called, I think it was called The Entity with Many Hats with guest Kyle J. I think it was released back in 2017, 2016. I think it was 2017. Kyle speaks about his movie about the hat man. And until then, I hadn't realized that the entity that I often saw as a child had been seen by so many other people. I never spoke about it to anyone, so hearing that others had the same encounters, well, it just blew me away, and it made me realize that I was not alone. So I'd like to thank Eric and Justin for devoting so many years in talking about every aspect of the paranormal. You've kept us entertained and educated. Hats off to you both. I look forward in hearing what you'll be working on in the near future, and I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Much love and respect to you, my brothers. Is that just a message or a commercial? Because <laughs> so, well <laughs> so well done and very well scripted. <laughs> That's what I do too. Don't want to mess it up. Uh, the Entity with Many Hats with Kyle J. That was May 22nd, 2017. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really fun episode. Uh, it, that Back then, the Hat Man was like one of those entities that for some reason was just blowing up. Uh, across social time, media right? and yeah. television, uh, so it, you know, I was surprised when we started doing the initial research and before even talking to Kyle uh, about it, j- just how many people have experienced this particular entity. Well, and I don't think we had ever really heard the term "hat man" at that point. Not up to that point. He was pretty quiet. And I think the first time I heard about him was on some, I don't even know what the show was, but it's something on History Channel. Uh, oh. You know, they have those haunted, like, tell story, like, tell your, oh, yeah, my haunted life type stories. Uh, but yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a, a fun episode. Uh, Kat, you know, one of our best buddies uh, who's been around for many years. And like Justin said, we just did an episode with her uh, as of this recording earlier this week. And so you guys should definitely check that out uh, when it's up. We'll make sure we got that link for you guys. Uh, but it's always fun, like talking to her. We, there's so many discussions of different things. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be missing that. But thankfully, as you guys will see on her episode, she has invited us or put out the invitation for us to come hang out with her at any time we want. So I'm sure we'll be like jumping on to an episode here there around october because that's kind of our favorite month especially when it comes to the paranormal yeah for sure and um yeah 
Kat, thanks for the very kind words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all lies. it's uh we're we're, we've always been on the fence on whether to keep going with paratruth radio we still are so that's why we are really wanting to just maybe start doing monthly episodes after uh right in the pickle barrel starts getting kicked off we may even release one for halloween since it'll be spooky season that time of the year so i'll tell you what you definitely definitely won't hear a podcast a new podcast after this until at least around october 31st so we've got a lot going on right now otherwise but i would definitely like to do something for halloween uh, and just to correct you, we haven't always been on the fence about whether or not to let go of PTR. But up to recently, like the last couple of years, it has been a big thing that has been on. Our right. Mind. Yeah, that's um, what I meant. Yeah, And it's, you know, it is hard to let it go because, I mean, it's nine years old. We kind of raise this little baby from uh, past jet, like past iterations of our own shows that we've had since 2008. So it's really tough to walk away. Um, even for a short time, but I think doing that will allow us to not only produce more stuff for other listeners who are interested in other genres, but I think when we come back to do an episode here or there, those episodes are going to be at much even higher quality and we're going to set higher standards uh, for PTR should we decide to to do that. All right, next one. Hello, this is James McKinney. Uh, I like Paratruth Radio because the selection of guests like Jerry Lynn, Kozak. Uh, it's hard to pick favorite episode because I liked all of them. Um, but just like the simple format, how the hosts got along together, or when one of them was gone, the other one picked up. And that's why it encouraged me to do my podcast. I owe a lot of gratitude and debt to them for doing it and being supportive of me when I ask questions to them and all that. But that's what I liked about their podcasts. All right. That was, as he said, Jim McKinney. Um, I don't know if he is still doing his podcast because I haven't seen any new episodes from him lately, but uh, he had um, uh, Supernatural. Oh, gosh, it'll come to me. Um, but uh, Jim, I, I think a lot of the people that we are hearing from today, we've helped as we bumbled through the errors of doing podcasting. Um, to, to help them get started too. And that's been a really awesome aspect of our show too. Right. Uh, I don't want to step over you, but I believe the show is uh, paranormal supernatural activity radio. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, when he first reached, I mean, heck we've been, I think how long has it been? It's, I want to say like since 2016, at least 2015, even. That he kind of that we started like met him. Um, I mean online. 
pr- yeah, probably around then because we were doing we started in 2014 and it was around 2015 um, that we started meeting a lot of people um, like Justin Fall and mm-hmm. Jim McKinney, Jerry, you had met through school, but we had started kind of getting to know a little bit better with the show. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think how far back everybody goes. It was probably around that time where we met a lot of our friends through the paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was an interesting time. You know, everyone just kind of like popped up in our life all at the same time. Like it was weird. Um, But yeah, you know, Jim is definitely one of those people who's, who's always consistently listened to the show. He's always interacting with us, uh, not just on the show or for the show, but also just on a personal level as well. We're mm-hmm. always getting hilarious stuff that he sends us on, yeah. on Facebook that he tags us to, which, Jim, I'll tell you this right now. I know I don't always like and, you know, everything that you send. I get so many messages and I mean to, to like write back and stuff. I f- totally forget. Ask <laughs> Ask Justin. I'm the freaking worst when it comes to doing anything or getting things done. Uh, I know that's why I picked up the podcast while you were gone. (laughs) That's why he picked up the podcast. Yeah. And also why he does all the administrative stuff and finds our guests for us. There's been, I can't tell you how many times Justin was like, cool. Can you reach out to this person? I'm like, yeah. And then like three weeks later, have we heard from this person? I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Yeah. I'd never, I never wrote them. (laughs) That never happened. It's been it's been pretty awesome though. Um, all right, last last recording here. Hi, Justin and Eric. Thank you so much for asking me to share the most awesome epic moments regarding Paratooth Radio. So I like all of your shows, and I appreciate you both and. I know we have a history together and such that you had kindly invited me back in 2016 to collaborate underneath the Paratooth Radio Network. And that was awesome. And I appreciated the shows that we did before, during and after. Uh, God bless you both. And uh, I pray that uh, everybody who listens to this uh, would be blessed. And uh, we're going to miss Justin and Eric with Paratooth Radio Love y'all. Bye. Alicia and say peace. That's my thing. No one can do that. <laughs> I should have copyrighted it or something. Trademark it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jerry. Uh, I know that was a very shortened version of what you sent us, but we were trying to keep these very, very short just so mm. uh, we can keep going with the rest of the episode. But Thank you, everybody uh, who submitted recordings as well as who's been listening to us either from the very beginning or wherever you picked us up at. Uh, We've been super appreciative of all of the support and interactions that we've had. Um, And I I mean, like we keep saying, this isn't goodbye. This is just a see you later. Farewell. Alfidas and good night. Ah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that before the show. And I meant to look it up and totally forgot. <laughs> I said that could be the title of today's episode. There you go. <laughs> um. All right. We're going to take a quick break and, and uh, switch gears just a little bit because there's a topic I have 
fresh in my mind. It just happened this week. So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. What's up, and welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And this is kind of our so long farewell for now episode. Uh, we again will be back maybe around October for a episode for Halloween, and then who knows, spontaneous episodes might pop up here and there. Um, but before going to break, you said that there was a topic you wanted to bring up that had happened this week, so I'm gonna hand it off to you. Okay, for those of you in the paranormal community, um, I, I know this was a huge thing for everybody, for everyone else in the, in the country. Uh, I'm sure it was one of those things that has always been in the back of your mind. And that was the congressional hearing on UAPs or UFOs, whatever you want to call them. Me and Eric prefer prefer UFOs. And the UAPs is what the government has now since defined them as. But, uh, you know, I watched the best moments if you will, of the hearing. I mm-hmm. want to watch the full two hours, but I have a feeling I would fall asleep. Yeah, it sounds boring. <laughs> but basically what happened was uh, the government was got wind of all these whistleblowers coming out now uh, from different military organizations uh, of former people in the military. And... Um, yeah, basically what it was is, yes, we have vehicles. Yes, there were biologicals recovered. Now, what those biologicals are, of course, they don't really go into in-depth detail. They don't necessarily say bodies, quote unquote. They don't necessarily say live or dead. Um, uh, but one thing, one quote from that was... The, there was somebody on the the hearing board that asked, you know, are these non-human biologicals? And the the one guy cannot remember his name um, said yes, they're non-bio or non-human biological um, biologicals. He doesn't say entities. He doesn't say any anything that would discriminate to say extraterrestrial or aliens. Um, so to me, basically what this was, was a way for 
them to just say, okay, yeah, they're there. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't necessarily that he was referring to the extraterrestrials themselves, but instead we're talking to non-human origin of this craft. It's that they, that they found. As well, opposed to the, bodies. Right. The craft was the main source of the hearing, but they did get into uh, this one guy who was the whistleblower who came out on. Oh, there was, there was a specific show he came out on to talk about this. I think it was 60 minutes. And he basically said, you know, the, the government or the, not the government, the Pentagon and military agencies are lying to our government because they're not telling them that these things have been uh, apprehended or retrieved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the whole point of this. But one thing I do want to point out is just remember Project Bluebeam. Mm-hmm. Don't buy into it. Um Especially if things start going towards, you know, one world religion, one world government, um, not saying that there couldn't possibly be benefits for that. But at the same time, uh, it's a mean of con- means of control. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to just the world period uh, and uh, in particular our governments and whatnot it's always about control it's always been about mm. control yep. you know uh you know freedom as as the term is freedom is an illusion and mm. of course many of us thankfully are free in many ways but there's still so many restrictions uh on on so many aspects of human living uh conditions and otherwise so who knows what's going to happen obviously i we've talked about this in the past briefly where no matter what happens and this is of course coming from my own personal uh view based on uh faith and what have you but no matter what happens as we progress into the future things are only going to get worse or at least seem to get worse. Things are going to become more hectic. There's going to be more wars. There's going to be more uh, uh, violence. All that stuff's going to continue mm. to happen until, uh, well, you know, until the end of days, basically, and the coming of the Lord. Now, I think even if you don't believe in the Lord, I think you can say with relatively good certainty that things are only going to keep progressing to get worse and worse, especially right now in this uh, current time that we're in. Uh, now, of course, there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, this is kind of like changing a bit of, of the subject here, but there's been a lot of discussion uh, online lately, especially on TikTok in regards to a quote-unquote new earth that's kind of being developed and how there seems to be a sort of shift within the universe where maybe the old universe is dying and a new one is beginning and that there's going to be some people who split off into the new world while the others kind of stay behind in this well crud hole uh in fact you've sent me quite a few videos on Hmm. that yeah um i mean they're calling it moving into the into five the 5d um and we did bring this up an episode or so ago back, but yeah, supposedly the earth is going through a shift, a, a, uh, 
Oh, what's the term? Can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, <laughs> basically, it's it's splitting into two separate Earths, like Eric just mentioned. Um, there will be those that are stuck on the 3D Earth, and there then there will be those that transcend to the 5D Earth if you are one of the awakened. And uh, there's really no determination of what the awakened means, except for bringing your vibrational level up higher above like aggression, fear, um, hatred. Those are very low vibrational emotions and uh, higher, higher vibration would be love, happiness, peace, um, tranquility, stuff like that. I, I, I don't know if I buy into all of it. It is very interesting because of the journey I've been going through, through the spiritual awakening I've been going through since at least. Uh, when did we start doing Night Stalkers? 2009, but oh, yeah. really as of late, 2020 is when it started really hitting me hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2020 was kind of like a big moment. And of course, they had a lot to do with the pandemic starting. I think mm-hmm. that had just a huge hit. Uh, on on a lot of us, but uh, you know, a lot a lot of us have been feeling, myself included, high moments of anxiety, restless nights, very little sleep, um, a feeling that there's just something off, but not being able to pinpoint what it is, and it's that there, there's been a lot of discussion around the around social media that senses like that or feelings like that are part of this whole change and that there are people who are sensitive who are starting to feel these anxieties and these sense of movement or changes uh, within our universe. But again, obviously there's no solid proof here. Uh, There's no statistics that back this up, but what I am curious about, which makes me question it all is we're going from a 3d earth to a 5d earth. What happened to the 4d earth? We're just jumping a whole earth. Well, because of um, a lot of people believe that 4D is time. So does 4D still exist in 5D or does that become 6D since 4D is higher than 3D? Oh, yeah. I'm about to confuse you. (laughs) Say that one more time. (laughs) The look on your face. Because I really didn't follow at all. No, I was saying, so if the 4D is time here on the 3D world, then does that mean time will become 6D on a 5D world since the 4D is higher than 3D and 6D would be higher than 5D? Well, that's the thing is, and of course, this is all speculation, but in any other dimension than the one that we are currently in right now, they don't experience time. We experience time. We just don't live in it is what it's basically what they're trying to get at. Um, Okay. So we're not talking. So when we're talking about shifting into a 5D world, we're not talking about a world that's similar to ours. It's a completely different universe in that case. It's a spiritual realm, not a physical one. Um, In a sense. Again, this is, yeah, all speculation. But what people have described will happen is those that go to the 5d 
Earth will have a physical body for a time, but will eventually become beings of light is what mm. they describe it. You know what um, this sounds a lot like? The book of Revelation. <laughs> it's curious I to mean, me. Earth is getting super hot. Like they're talking right now about boiling hot temperatures on the earth right now. So right. who knows? And who knows? Maybe the book of Revelation is talking about this very exact moment in terms of a religion scope. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that that particular book, it, it talks about um, the end of days and, and Jesus coming back to earth to set things right, basically. Correct? Yes, but prominently in the birth or development of the new heaven and the new earth in which the old oh, earth right, passes right. away and the new everything is good. Right. And, you know, that's one of those things, too. Like, don't buy into everybody's explanation. Um, are we? I'm sure it's very possible that all of this is happening. Is it going to happen like people are predicting? Oh, you know what? It's coming real soon. It's coming real soon. Um, It's been coming real soon for, I don't know. Thousands of years. I was going to say, yeah, since the Bible came out at least. (laughs) Or the first Bible was released. (laughs) It's been, yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing. Um, But that's the point because, I mean, at least in terms of the scriptures, when that time comes, it's going to come like a thief. You won't know it. You won't be ready for it. And that's one thing that a lot of these doomsday preppers are always trying to do. They're trying to prepare themselves for it and get ready. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, there is no true you know, preparedness. You're never going to be ready. It'll come and strike like a thief in the night. So keep that in mind. Be on your toes uh, and be cautious of what you believe and don't believe. Just leave it at that. Hmm. Um, Trying to think. What else did you want to? Is there anything else that you've been thinking about lately? Well, yeah, you know what? There is something. And so lately I've been kind of on this kick of just going through some of the old Norse uh, belief systems. Uh, And in particular, of course, I'm talking about Vikings early beliefs uh, uh, in in pre-Christian religion. So one thing that I, I told you or sent you a text the other day that said, did you know? that many of these stories were written by Christians. Mm. Uh, And what I meant by that is basically uh, our current knowledge of Vikings uh, about Vikings early beliefs are that's primarily pre-Christian religion. Their pre-Christian religion is Mm. really just like a patchwork quilt of information from many places, periods, and people. So we don't have any direct evidence from the Vikings of their beliefs. These are just stories that we've heard throughout generations that have been passed down from person to person now the most important sources about the nordic the old nordic religion are the poems of the elder edda and the younger edda that's the poetic edda and the prose edda a book containing retellings of the nordic myths written by snorri i think it's snorri uh now both of these books were actually written by christian historical writers at the start of the medieval period and these writers must have probably learned uh, these stories about the Vikings from other people. And therefore, the sources do not always inform us how the Vikings saw Nordic gods, but instead how Christians perceived them. 
So there's a good chance of everything we know regarding these old Norse gods and the beliefs of the Vikings could be completely false. And I just found that really fascinating because I always hear people saying, that, well, the Vikings believe this, the Vikings believe that. But it's really a melting pot of what the Vikings believed because nobody really knows. They're just stories passed down without any real uh, subject matter. Uh, but one of the things that I did find that was really interesting is that there are really only a few sources of information on the Viking period itself. And they consist of descriptions written by Arabic travelers, Christian accounts from Western Europe, Scotic poetry, and rune stones, which we had talked about a couple of times here on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but early legal texts also contain information about pre-Christian religion and its practices. And there's really a strong belief that the Norse faith is actually based off of a, another religion. It's actually copied off of the Greek religion and what we know about Zeus and everybody. Uh, the gods really line up. They're very similar. The practices are very similar. The stories are very similar. So there's a, some belief that the Nordic people, the Vikings, had actually copied that religion from the Greeks and that this Nordic belief system actually comes from stems from the Mediterranean fascinating to me yeah well i mean we've talked about how the conquering um peoples at the time would basically uh not necessarily copy the religion but blend them in mm -hmm. to the religion that they were practicing at the time uh i mean greek mythology went into roman mythology as well right oh yeah for sure and you know it, it's uh... Well, there is evidence that the Nordic gods were worshipped as early as the Iron Age, which is roughly 300 years before the beginning of the Viking period. So this wasn't something that the Vikings just kind of made up on the, their own. Uh, the Nordics are gods already existed. Right. Uh, now, there have been various depictions, and these include, of course, the war god Tyr with his hand uh, in the mouth of the wolf Fenrir, as well as the noble god Baldur, who was killed by an arrow. Now, when we think about the Norse, faith of course Fenrir and uh Tyr are very prominent stories here in which mm. Fenrir is basically tricked into being tied down with magical chains that were created by I think elves or dwarfs mm. I forget um and that Fenrir had made a deal with Tyr that if he can't break out of them if, it, if he finds out he was tricked he can bite Tyr's hand off which he does and now again we see this we always talk about this as being a Viking thing, uh, part of the Viking belief system. But this is a story, apparently, that has 300 years older than Vikings, than the whole Viking period, mm. uh, which I think is, again, just kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is when people talk about how certain gods are similar to jesus and the god of the bible too it mm -hmm. always it just fascinates me to see all the similarities of religion um as a whole because you know my personally personal belief that no particular religion necessarily has it 100 right um just because religion is man's way of trying to understand something that they can't understand basically <laughs> right i mean it's I mean, yes, and it's also kind of that thing 
that science can't prove. And, you know, it's still this whole big debate. Now, one thing that since we're already here on topic, there are three prominent things in regard to the whole Norse belief system or the Viking uh, picture of the universe. And that is the home of the gods, the giants, and other beings. They're basically three classifications. And so since we haven't talked too much about Norse mythology, I think we touched on it a very little bit when we were going through our religious series or religion series on religion, uh, but we didn't get too deep into it. But the home of the gods, of course, is Asgard, uh, floated in the air and was which floated in the air and was a large fortified castle with high walls around it. Um, the giants basically lived at the edge of the cosmos. Uh, these were the enemies of both gods and humans, and the giants were related to Nordic gods, but were nevertheless very big enemies. And they constantly battled each other. And even Thor would, in particular, go out of his way to start fights and try to kill as many giants as he can. Uh, but as we all know, uh, the Vikings equated giants with evil and chaos for whatever reason. And at the end of the world, quote-unquote Ragnarok, uh, the giants and gods and humans would all meet in a deadly battle. There's very few religions that end the world in a deadly battle. (laughs) Most of them do. And then there's, of course, these other beings. Um, You know, at, I think it's Drazel's Brutes, uh, lived the Norns. Now, these were female spirits for both gods and humans. They spun the inevitable threads of fate and were arbiters of life but there are two beings which are by far the most dangerous and most feared beings of all of the viking universe do you know what those two beings are i believe fenrir is one of them right correct that's one that's 100 points for you Did you say powerful and feared? Uh, most feared and dangerous. And dangerous. So it could be powerful. Same, same thing um, in this case. I don't know the second one. I'll give you a hint. He's from Mur's brother. Um, is it the, the world serpent? It is the world serpent, also known as uh, the Midgard serpent, a.k.a. his real name, Jormungandr. Uh, this is the serpent that basically fills the entire earth under the oceans. Uh, two of the most dangerous, most feared uh, creatures in all of the Norse religion. Um, do you know what their sister name is? One more question. I haven't, I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm just curious. I I don't it's know three who their siblings. sister is. Their sister is Hell, H E L. For some reason, I was thinking that, but I didn't realize yeah, that yeah. was their sister. Yeah. So you know, um, Loki uh, basically had uh, relations with his wife, a giantess, uh, and the giantess and Loki combined, of course, made Fenrir, uh, who I think is the youngest of, of the three. Uh, Hell is the oldest, I believe, and Jor, uh, Jormungandr is the 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 uh, the middle child. If I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. But basically, what happened was um, Odin was fearful of the three of them and decided because he knew what 
that they were dangerous. They're giants. And he ended up sending hell into, well, hell, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so H-E-L was sent to H-E-L-L uh, to kind of, as not really a punishment per se, but she was given the power to watch over it. She was kind of the goddess of hell in this case. Uh, George Mangander was, couldn't really do anything with him. So he just sent him to earth and put him into the oceans where he stayed. And from rare actually is the one creature or the one sibling that Odin kept up in Asgard with everybody as a puppy. He was so fearful of Fenrir, of the three siblings, that he wanted to try to raise Fenrir as kind of his own. He wanted them him on the side of the Asgardians. But as fate would have it, one thing happened that would change fate and pretty much send everything into Ragnarok, uh, uh, send Ragnar into motion. And that is basically a prophecy in which a, I forget who it was, but it was a prophet who came to Odin and said, that the wolf Fenrir would kill Odin. And instead of Odin continuing to try to raise Fenrir as a good wolf, he became scared and decided to have him chained to the earth for thousands of years. And they tricked him. And that one little decision to trick Fenrir and chain him caused so much hatred to build over thousands of years that Fenrir became hateful of the Asgardian people, and in particular Odin, breaks free during Ragnarok, and voila, the prophecy comes true. So I just always find it interesting when, when prophets say something, you know, if you would just do the opposite of what the prophet says is going to happen, maybe the prophecy <laughs> won't come true. But what do you know? People are people. <laughs> well, I mean, that could be said for, yeah, pretty much any prophet, any any doomsday uh prophet i guess doomsday prophet um yeah we always buy into oh yeah it is it's coming but we don't try and consider what can we do to make sure it doesn't right to prevent it hmm. nope we're just gonna play right into it <laughs> oh goodness it's it's interesting to to hear i mean i i have studied nordic mythology before as well as greek and roman mythology but i i didn't really i don't remember a lot of the nordic religion and i i don't i guess it's been a really long time since because I, I didn't know some of the things that you were talking about but mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's interesting and it, again you know Growing up in the Christian faith, I start to see some of the similarities to Lucifer, not mm. being chained to the earth, but being chained under the earth or, quote, under the earth mm -hmm. in hell. Um, mm. And again, him being spiteful and and hating God for putting him there to have to deal with er, all the spirits and, and beings that go there as well. Right. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And of course, both fell from supposedly from pride. Well, right. Uh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It is very interesting. Uh, what do you call it? Parallels there. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, God. We've gone all over the place for this episode. <laughs> that we have. Anything else you can think of for our our farewell? No, I think that's all I've got. I'm tapped out. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, it's been a blast talking to you guys over the past nine years. Stay tuned as we talked about um, we will release an episode here or there eventually. Uh, Eric and I just need a little bit of a breather to kind of be excited about the paranormal again, I think is the best term to yeah, phrase it. I, I think that's a good term. It's, but yeah, it's been a blast. Uh, Keep listening. We'll keep the archives more than likely on Spreaker uh, so that you guys can still listen to them as the uh, time goes. And that's where we'll post the periodical episode here and there. But yeah, I guess this is not goodbye, but farewell. And um, yeah, this is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. I'm Joe, and, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.